Shalom, my brother. Welcome to Mesechus Baba Kama Daf Samach Aleph. Today's Daf discusses a conversation that David had with the Sanhedrin. Three opinions: what he was asking them and what the response was. And then we jump back into Aish. What happens if Aish escapes, jumps over a fence? How high does that fence have to be to make you putter? Uh, we define what a river is. How far does one need to distance himself? When he's igniting his age, we have the Machlekas of Tomun, and what, what, the, what is, what is the Machlekas of Yehuda and the Chachamim by Tomun when the fire actually traveled and then damaged the hidden item? We begin with the Pasuk, Dovid Melech. It says, David. David had this hankering. And he says, Who can get me some water from Beshar? These three Giborim got water from Beshar. They drew it, they brought it to David. David didn't want to drink it. And he poured it out for Hashem. What's going on? Three Opinions. First, Rava. Rava says in the name of Rav Nachman that David sent this Shaila to Sanhedrin. What's the halacha by Tomun Ba'esh? Our sugya. Do we pass in like Rabbi or like the Rabbanon? And they responded whatever they answered. Rav Huna explains differently. You see, David had these barley piles that belonged to Yidin that the Plishtim were hiding in. And he wanted to be able to burn it down to... Get the plishtim out of their hiding spot. And he was asking, am I allowed to burn down Jewish property in order to save myself, to be able to obliterate the enemy? So they responded, no, that's us, sir. Generally, you're not allowed to use someone else's money to save yourself. But, David, you're different because you're the king. And Melech pirates, lasses, lay derech. Right, Melech pirates, that he can do what he wants and no one can say, boo. The Rabbanon explained the, the question that he asked differently. Some say it was Rabbi Bar Mori. David's men were hungry, and he was asking whether he can feed his men with this Jewish barley and pay them back with the adoshim, the lentils of plishtim. He was asking, am I allowed to take this Jewish barley or feed my animals? I'll, I'll pay them back with... Adoshim of Plishtim, they responded with the Yeshalim. That, yeah, it's Gzela. Even if you pay it back, it's still Usr. He's still considered a Russia. However, that being said, you're the king of Melchbert's get there. No one can say a thing. Now the Gemara says these are our three responses. Either he was hawking about Tomen Ba'esh, he wanted to be able to burn down the haystacks or use them to feed his animals. Now according to the Mandamaru says that he wanted to swap it out with Plishti stuff, with Plishti Adoshim. So the Pasuk continues and says, Vati, we have a Pasuk in Shmuel, before this, that says, And then there's the other Pasuk, So that's why there were two, there was Adoshim and Sa'irim, and David wanted to be able to switch them out. But if you learn according to the second Mandamber, where David was asking whether he can burn them down, why does it matter what it was? Why do we need a separate Pasuk to tell me the other grains? The Gemara says, according to the Amanda Omar, it wasn't a limud. It was telling us it happens to be that the Plishtim also had lentils. There was Jewish 
barley and place your lentils. That's that's Matias. That was the story. Now, according to Randall Omar, asks the Gemara that he, that David wanted to burn burn it down to weed out the plishtim. That's what the pasuk says. That David chose not to burn it down, and he saved them. Right? He saved them by not burning them down. But if he just wanted to swap it out, what did he save? He said, "Oh well." The Gemara answers that he saved them the issue of swapping it out, meaning he saved this barley. It's true he would have replaced it, but this barley was saved. Next, the Gemara asks, according to Manda Omar, these two Manda Omars who says that he wanted to use this barley for something, whether to burn it or to feed his animals. It makes sense that we're going to start discussing what they were, but according to Manda Omar, who says that it was just a shayla of Tomun, why do we need these extra psukim? So the Gemara says that him, David asked two shayla to Sanhedrin. He asked, number one, what's the Allah about Tomun? And number two, one of these other psukim, whether one of these other shaylas, whether you can burn it down or swap it out to feed the animals to pay, and pay it back later. Now, according to the man, Omar asks the Gemara again that, they want, that he wanted to use the barley. That's what the Pasuk says. David turned it down. He said, you know what? I'm going to leave the barley as it is. There is an Isser. It's true, I'm a king. I can get away with it. But I don't want to be over this Isser. But according to Manando, it says that he was just talking about Tommun Ba'esh. Okay, he got his terrors from Sanhedrin. What's this? He didn't want to drink it. He didn't want the answer to, his, to the Halacha. The Gemara answers that he didn't want to say over the Halacha of Tommun Ba'esh in the name of those who delivered him, these Gibarim, this Halachic answer. Why? Because he got a Kabbalah from Shmuel Harambasi, his Rebbe, from the Bezdin of Shmuel Harambasi, the one who anointed him, that anyone who is moister nefesh for Torah inappropriately, you do not say over that Allah in his name. And the final part of the Pasuk of Ayyisach Hoysam LaHashem, Hashem pour, that David poured out this water, so to speak, to Hashem, this response from Sanhedrin, according to the Mount Amrim, that, that he didn't use the barley to burn it or to eat it. So he didn't use it, meaning he he didn't use his, uh, abuse his power as king to be pirates get there. But according to Mandomer, says it was just about Tomun Ba'esh. What does it mean that he poured it out for Hashem? The Gemara explains that in this answer it means that he spread out this halacha of Tomun. He spread it out for Klai Yisrael. In the next Mishnah, we learn, jumping back into Aish, that if the fire jumps over a fence, if it's four amas tall, or it jumped over a shasarabim, a big area, a public space, or a river, you're going to be potter. The fire shouldn't have done that. That was unexpected. And the Gemara, we say, hold on. The Brisa says that if a fire jumps over a four amma fence, you're chayif. Why is the Mishnah saying you're potter? So if Papa explains that that Brisa was counting up, while our mission is counting down, meaning our mission is saying if it's six amas, you're potter, five amas, you're potter, if it jumps over four amas, you're potter, anything less, you'll be chayev. The bride saw is learning if two amas would be chayev, three amas would be chayev, four amas would be chayev, anything more than four amas will be potter. So it's just shail of advad bechlau, depending on where you're counting from. Next, Rava says that when we say four amas, you'll be potter, that's even if it was a thorny field, which is easily flammable. Rapapa says, yes, but the four amas have to start from above the thorns. Next, Rav tells us 
that this fire jumping over is only when it's a vertical fire, that it's not being blown side to side. If it is, nichafefes, being blown, it's a horizontal fire, so to speak, then even a 100 amma fence, it'll, it'll get through there, and you'd be chayev for lighting that fire. Shmuel now tells us that our Mishnah is actually where it was being blown side to side. On the flip side, if it were to be a vertical fire, you're always going to be putter, even if the fence was a kolshu. You have a bright at the backs up. Rav, who says that, that you're only going to be potter when it's a vertical fire. If it's going side to side, or if there was timber in between, then even if it's a mile high, a mil tall, you're still going to be chayiv. Because this fire, is, this fire is going places. If it crossed over a river, or a gigantic puddle, that is, eight tfachim, Eight amos wide, rather, you'll be potter because that is unexpected. Now, we said in Amishnah that if it crosses over a Rishasarabim, you'll be potter. Fire shouldn't have made that jump. Rava says that this is Lashitash of Rebelazar, who says in Amishnah that Rishasarabim is 16 amos wide. That's really, really wide, and your fire shouldn't jump 16 amos. If it crosses a river, you'll also be potter. Ram says it has to actually be a river. But Shmuel says even if it's just a water irrigator, a ditch, that'll also be enough to potter your, your fire. According to Rav, who says that it has to be an actual river, even if there's no water in there, it has a shame river jumped over there, it's going to be potter. It's still very wide, like a Rishasarabim. And according to my number, who says that it needs to be an irrigation canal, Shmuel, even an irrigation canal, that's only if there's water in there, because that's more narrow. That has to actually have water in order for the fire not to be able to pass. We have a Mishnah that tells us, second Mishnah in Peah, that the things that are mafsik for Peah, that divide, your, divide up your field, is a river, a shalulis, we'll explain what that is in a second, a path of Rishos Yachar, Rishos Rab, that goes through those divide up your field. Why does a shalulis? Two options. Rav Yehuda Amar says it's a place where the water, rainwater drains. Rav Bibi Amar Yechanan says it's a place where the water Spreads its bounty around the field like an aqueduct. Now, if you hold that it's a place where the water drains, Kolshakane for an aqueduct, that would divide your field. But if, if according to Rabibu says it's an aqueduct, just a, a drain pipe, that wouldn't divide your field because that's just like another crevice in your field. That's normal. That's still one field. In the next Mishnah, we learn that if someone lights, lights a fire in his property, how far does he need to distance himself to be potter for the consequences of where the fire went? Four opinions. Rebelozer ben Azariah says you have to keep away half a base core. I mean, see yourself as if you're in the middle of a base core in all directions. Make sure there's nothing within, a, within half a core radius that it can damage. Rebelozer says 16 amas, like Rosh Hashanah Rabbi Akiva says 50 amos, and Shimon says you have to pay. Shali Mishalam Hamavers Be'era Hakol Lefihad Leiko, which we assume means no limit. The Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon says that there's no limit. You're automatically chayiv no matter where your fire goes. That doesn't stem with the Mishnah that talks about ovens. Responsibility in your ovens. The Mishnah tells us in Babu Metzio Kafir Ches, Baba Basra. That one is not allowed to put a, an oven in his house unless 
there is four amos above it, so it doesn't damage anything above. If he's putting the oven upstairs, there has to be from the bottom of the stove three tfachim, so it doesn't ruin the floor. Downstairs, his roommate doesn't complain. By Akira, you just need a tefach. That doesn't have as much fire in it. If it does damage, you're going to be chayev to pay, even if you did it. Take these precautions according to Tanakama. But if Shimon says, no, 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 if you take your precautions, you're potter. You see, if Shimon holds that you can be potter as long as you have a certain distance, you do take care of your fire, you'll be potter. Why over here we're saying that there's no limit? Rabbi Nachman explains, no, no, no. If Shimon is saying that it, you can't give a number on a fire, it depends on the flame. If it's a massive bonfire, you need more distance. A little lighter doesn't need as much distance. Rev Yosef Amar Rabbi Yudah Amar Shmuel says that the Allah is like a Shimon, and Menachman Amar Shmuel says the same. In the next Mishnah, we learn that if someone lights a haystack on fire and inside there were kalim and those get burnt, Rev Yehuda says you're still chayev for that tumun kalim inside. The Chachamim say you're not chayev. You're only chayev for wheat and barley, as if the kalim were also wheat and barley, whatever this haystack is made out of. If there was a goat that was tied to the haystack and an evid nearby, you're chayev. For that goat, if the Ebed was tied up and the Gedi was nearby, there you're going to be potter because you're chayiv misa on killing the Ebed. That if someone lights a tower, a house on fire, there you're going to be chayiv even for the stuff that's hidden inside because you know that you keep stuff inside. You don't have to actually be visually able to see it. You have to... It's enough to know that there are things contained. In the Gemara, Rav Kahana says that the Machloikas, Rav Yehuda and the Chachamim, is where you light the fire in your property and it travels, damages the Taman over there, in your friend's property. Over there, Rav Yehuda is Mechayiv on Taman, and the Rabbonin say, you're potter. But if you light it in your friend's field, then even the Chachamim agree that you have to pay for the contents for, of Taman. Rava says to Rav Kahano, if that's true, why didn't we plug that in into the Seifa? In the Seifa, we said that the Chomem agreed to Rav Yehuda. If you light a tower, a house that would normally contain stuff, why don't we also say that the Chachamim agree with to Rav Yehuda or as well in a case where he lights it in his friend's property? And they're only arguing when you're lighting your own property and it travels. So Rava rather says that there's too much legsome going on over here. When someone lights it in his own property and it travels and then it damages Tomun, Rav Yehuda's Mechaev on the Tomun and the Rabbonin say, your potter. There's a separate Mechlekes when you light it in your friend's property where Rav Yehuda will be Mechaev for everything that was hidden inside, even really unusual things like a purse. Rabbonin hold over there, they also disagree when you let it in your friend's property and say that you're only going to be hired for the common items which are normal to be in there, like a shovel, a pitchfork, and things like that. But things which aren't normal to be in there, and there was just really bizarre that it was hidden in this thing, even if you let it in their property, the Chachomim will retain that you are going to be putter on the strange things. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.